What's up, y'all, and welcome into today's episode. I'm so glad that you are here today. Allison Sullivan and I had a great time recording right here together in the studio. We talked about some things that you might have missed between the connections between Eve and Mary. I say you might have missed them because I've missed them for the last 32 years until last week. Uh, we also talk about the illusion of balance and uh, probably the best metaphor I've ever heard about finding balance in life. We shared that. Um, and then some miscommunication. Allison and I uh, have some fun uh, kind of poking at each other. Great episode. We hope that you guys enjoy it. If you do, please hit that subscribe button uh, at the first moment that you like. Don't unsubscribe at a moment you don't like. But hit the subscribe button. Our, subscri our subscribers are growing. We are so thankful for you guys. Y'all are awesome. Uh, yeah, enjoy. That's it. It's a great one. What's up? We're welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Allison Lene Sullivan. Allison, hello. Hi. You, How goes it, Taylor? I'm doing great. You act surprised on video every time I do that intro. Yeah. But you're not surprised. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the decibels like raise each time. Maybe for you. Because <laughs> I, I have gotten further and further away from the microphone. I know. You get to adjust them for listeners, too. <laughs> right. But here I am. <laughs> 18 inches away from your ear. <laughs> Test the old eardrums out. They're sturdy. Can you still hear in your yeah, old age? Yeah, no, I'm good. It's not like looking directly into the light where now I can't see anything. Well, I, 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 I wasn't. Yes, we do have these very fancy lighting systems in here that every time either of us looks at them, we can't see for 30 seconds. Sure, it's fine. <laughs> it's probably fine. That's that's when I just make faces at you. All the things that I've kept inside. Just, yeah, that's how I feel about you. Then, As if you have any restraint, please. Oh, you <gasps> actually, <laughs> actually, your filter came up recently. I, I can't remember I, when. I don't know what it was about, and it's probably best that we not go you, into detail. But I was shocked we're that gonna, you have a filter that works. We're going to get into it's just loose. Uh, <laughs> well, people think I don't have a filter. Yeah. You should hear the things that I think. <laughs> right, right. I do. I had a filter with you last week. Oh, because you had a rough week. But here, and I, I realized it quickly. Oh, and shut up. <laughs> Well, how about that? I did, did have a rough week. Did you no, did you notice that I just chose to stop speaking to you last week? I mean, week? well, silence is its own like insult. So, I mean, I needed to remove myself from the situation. That's fine. <laughs> what was going on with you last week? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, a lot was required of me, and I had very little to give. It was kind of one of those like mismatches where I needed to be doing a lot of things, and I was not even physically able. To do a lot of them. So I pulled my back out, Taylor. You sure did. You were just making jokes like, oh, my hearing's perfect. I'm young. And yet I knew we were about to talk about how old you actually are. And here's what's <laughs> depressing. Is that normally if you're going to be that injured where all you can do is like shuffle your feet, you at least know the source of, you know, this. I, 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 there is zero explanation, except that I was in a car for a long time. I did work out. I, I, anyways, I don't even know why I was hurt so bad. My back gave out. You texted me this last week. And what's so funny is like you you even have hindsight and you can't see it. No, you, no, there's I, no I, explanation. There 100% is. I went, what? That I'm old. No, 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 no. I'm not being that mean. <laughs> it's just obvious. Not just because you are old, but you you are old, and and like I put myself in this old category. So I'm not even saying you're that old. Okay. The week before, 
You spent like three days in a car going to Iowa. That is not good enough. It one hundred percent is. I wasn't doing anything. I was. You were sitting, sitting there. in a car. Uh, you know how bad sitting is for you. I do because I looked at how much I weighed on March fifteenth, twenty twenty, and then I looked how much I weighed yesterday. And we had, you want to know the difference? What? 25 pounds. Really? I have gained 25 pounds during COVID. And you want to know why? Because all I do is sit. Yeah. All I do is sit, 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 no matter what. Okay, but you could move. You just choose not to. I was literally, I was walking into my daughter's basketball game and this old timer, <laughs> he came up behind me and he goes, Someone that was one year ahead of you in high school. <laughs> no. This guy was like pushing 90. And he goes, honey. You're too young to look so old. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, tell me about it. Because anyways, I was like trying to get in bleachers, which was, I mean, it is, it was, it was rough. I it can't was... wait till I'm that old where all of my filters are gone. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice to have a great excuse to just say whatever the heck you want? I a mean, podcast. <laughs> An old person Taylor podcast. I'm tuning in for sure. No, but then that was just the physical aspect. Like it was emotionally very taxing too. So anyways, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. I noticed. Yeah. So I feel like you and my wife have something in common. What's that? I would love to. I'm honored already. Uh, I don't think you will be. (laughs) (laughs) What was I thinking? Um, Taylor about to pay me a compliment. (laughs) Don't be silly. I'm comparing you to my wife. Why would it be a compliment? (laughs) I'm just kidding, honey. She's not here. Sometimes she's in the other room listening. She's like, hey. Get in here. All right. She'll hear this in three weeks and be mad at me. Merry Christmas, honey. (laughs) Perfect timing. Um, there, there is something mm-hmm. that I provide in my marriage mm-hmm. that I feel like I also provide professionally. Okay, what's that? And I feel like it's it's I often pair myself with people who have this quality. Okay. I don't feel like you're great in crisis. Really. I don't Tell think, me more. I don't think my wife is great in crisis. <laughs> I feel like it is my role in both of your lives mm. to. Do one of two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, or to do one thing, but it often takes two different approaches. Okay. To de-escalate. To de-escalate. Yeah. Which either means, like with my wife, like, mm-hmm. calm down, I got this. Mm-hmm. Or like with, with you. Like, you, you, something we talked all the time, like you get flustered about stuff like this. You know, mm-hmm. like recordings and seeing yourself on camera and yeah. all these sorts of things. Where you get flustered and, I'm, and it's my role to just be like, look, I got this. Like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's other times mm-hmm. where... To de-escalate, I just remove myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've done that multiple times with my wife. And I did it with you last week. We were in the middle of a conversation where your stress was pouring onto me. And I decided, I'll talk to her when she gets back. <laughs> um, well, I, I actually did the same thing. You were ticking me off, too. And I'm like, yeah, we need you, to be done. Well, we need to be done. So here's, here's, what, here's what happens from my point of view whenever you get flustered. Uh-huh. You make no sense. How so? I we, we were texting back and forth, and you were disagreeing with you, where I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. Pull up the text stream. Oh, and you want me to? Yes. I would be glad to. Viewers weigh in. Viewers weigh in. Okay. Here we go. Let's. I wasn't planning to do this, but here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, <laughs> this was last Friday? Well, what was it? I can't know. I'm serious. I was on a red eye flight from California. 
a couple hours ago. Okay, here's the first thing. I haven't slept in a while. Here's the first thing. Tuesday, November 30th, before everything went terrible, but I think your back was hurt at this point. Oh, for sure. Hey, when you come record, when you come record on December tw- December 10th, can we do my show too? You said, sure, exclamation point. I said, perfect. Now, all of my shows are scheduled to the end yeah. of the year. All of my stress was yeah. over, I thought. Okay, I would like to time out. I would like to... <laughs> I would like to interject. So I was coming in twice that week, right? So I was coming in on some day, and then I was coming in on another day. Two different weeks, so you were saying, not two different weeks. I think it was the same week. No, it was a Friday and a Friday. Okay. Well, you were saying, but we had scheduled them at the same time. So you were like, hey, when you come in this time, will you do this show? So I thought you wanted... To be together sooner rather than later. So, so you my didn't head, read the text message. No, yep. re- my head registered that date wrong. Yes, that right. Did, that did happen. Yes. Um, and then, which to be fair, like that's not the biggest mistake in the world. I, I totally got where you were coming from there. No big deal. And I had It'll time to do both either day, so right. it didn't matter. I just thought it was sooner. And then you texted me last Friday when everything was going crazy. Okay. I canceled the ten thirty interview, which is what we were going to be doing that day. Yeah. I have stuff to tell you when I get there. So Taylor, the person who likes to process. In, like things that are like more intense or could get stressful, I like to talk about in person. So oh, you said, okay. um, "I will t- tell you all that when I get wh- when I get there today." You said in parentheses, "All is well," which was clearly a lie. Um, no, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so what I was saying was because it sounds like, "Hey, I have stuff to talk about when we get there." So I was trying to say it's not nothing's weird or bad. Mm-hmm. Like I just need to tell you why I canceled the interview. Sure, sure. Yeah, okay. And then you said, "I'll get there around nine thirty or so." This is at eight forty-five. You're saying you're going to be at my house in forty-five minutes. You- I was already scheduled to come. Yeah. You can you can do my you said you can we can do your my show yeah. and then record these other things. So it's like I'm gonna come I'm still gonna come at the same time. We can do whatever you want to do. And then I said my show is next week, and you said what do you mean? And I said the tenth. This is where we get into this confusion. Yeah. You said I don't know what you mean. <laughs> we record your show when I get there. You don't want to do that? Question mark. I'm not here all of next week. Like that's not what was scheduled. Right. So that was what I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. I'm like, hey, I'm not here anymore. So like, I need to take care of all of my obligations, whatever. And then trying to defuse the situation because I'm much better at doing this. We're, we're both starting to get clearly confused. And you had said, you're going to be at my house in 45 minutes. I said, we'll just talk when I you get here. I was already going to be at your house in 45 minutes. That's not new news. Don't make it sound no, no, like that's I'm not, like that's springing not what I'm myself saying. on you. No, 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 no. You were already planned to come, but you had already said, I'll be there. We can talk when you get here. And then you started talking about all the things. So I was like, we'll just talk when you get here. And then you told me things that you told me why you were gone, which you signed in the A's and we can't talk about. Um, and then you said I could have uppercase letters sworn. You said we I would do your show. Sworn. You said it twice in uppercase letters. I know, but that was an apology for misreading. I was like, oh, oh, man. oh, says the woman who oh, just man. posted about something with apologies. That doesn't sound like an apology to me. Well, it, but, <laughs> it's like text between friends, and I. It was like an oh man. And then you said, I actually don't have time. <laughs> this is at 8.52. You're supposed to be at my house. I was coming for your show. And I'm like, you know what? If you're not even going to like engage because you think you're de-escalating when really you're just ignoring me, then no. I was only going to come in for your show. Now I don't need to come in. Forget it. So okay. here we are. Yay. Oh, you're trying to cut this off before it gets worse, huh? I see what's happening. What? That's it, isn't it? I am not ashamed of anything in our text stream. Uh. 
so so you said you were still coming, and then you said I'm not coming anymore, and then you were like, I'm ready to do all of this stuff. So I'm like, okay, are you coming? And you're like, you said no. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I just mean that everything's done. Like everything's done. So if you were worried about a show for Tuesday, everything is prepared. But it, you need so okay, it was prepared, so but here, not going to be recorded, which meant that we couldn't release a show for you. Last here's week. what I've learned. Here's what I've learned is that I, you need, and I shall provide. Um, sub subtext. Just so text and subtext. No, just call me because you clearly don't make any sense through text message. This is not the first time this has happened. <laughs> Can I send you my little my little old lady voice text? I like that little mo- method. That's fine. I like those. Actually. I know those are too. better. You're good at those. You send me like two and a half minute long ones, which I know, is fine. That's a problem, but I mean, but it's... then you know that it's an apology and not a, I'm yelling at you in all caps. Right. I feel like the way that you text and the way that I read your text are very different, and we're never going to solve that problem. So just call or okay, send me but voice I, messages. But but I will humbly submit before you and everyone here. I have gotten that feedback before, and so I need to examine that. That sometimes over text it can. I think it's because I what I intend to be friendly with like exclamation marks comes across as yelling. You're you're one hundred percent yelling at me is what I think. No, I'm like trying to be. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? I didn't do anything. I'm trying to be um, spastic, like ha- like you know how there's that meme that's like where it maps out someone's thought process as they create a text where it's like add an exclamation mark so they you know don't think you're mean and then incorporate the period so they don't think you're crazy it's that it's like so i think my exclamation marks come across as angst when really it's enthusiasm yeah there have been multiple times where i thought you were yelling at me and angry with me mm-hmm. and i just disengaged yeah no i'm i'm <laughs> i'm doing cheerleading jumps taylor <laughs> well <laughs> i've got a really good herky good i spent most of last weekend herky what is that? It's the one where this one's all bent and this one's like. Oh, don't do up. it! You'll hurt your back. Don't oh, do it. true. true. <laughs> look at you looking out for me. Um, yeah, I spent most of this weekend. You think I don't care? I spent most of this weekend thinking all of my friends hated me. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it did. Sorry. Oops. Uh, That's a bad feeling. One fourth of the percent your fault. <laughs> because the other thir- three fourths are everyone else's fault. I have no fault in this matter. <laughs> I will. I'll take my twenty five percent. You might have just been accurate. <laughs> okay. That, anyway. That's a crummy feeling, though, though. I'm sorry that that happened. Yeah. it's. I think it was, uh, what you know, they called a, the, the COVID blues came back to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, everything sa- sucks and I'm sad. Everybody's mean. I'm going to, uh, so times like that, that's when I threatened to um, go to the deserted island. And the only person allowed to come is my dog and it's like she will kill the rabbits and i will cook them and we will be just fine all by ourselves forever and always uh, maybe the husband sullivan kids, kids if you're listening in the future <laughs> i just want you to know that you're loved seth can I, handle himself just he's a say, successful doctor but maybe the kids and husband can visit like every other weekend or something but no i'm sorry that happened well uh there was bad news and good news now let's okay. get what we plan to talk about we didn't plan to air our dirty laundry <laughs> Fun, though. It feels a little cleaner, does it not? I feel better. <laughs> you feel worse, and you're playing it off. <laughs> I uh, got called for jury duty for the 87th time in the last two years. Me too. I feel like that's been happening a lot lately. You have you've been getting a lot too. Yeah, I ignore them. I it, I know it's like against the law or something, right? I should we strike that from the record? 
<laughs> probably should, but we're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> if you can have a part in my going to jail, no, I had I had some good you, excuses. You, you are you are uh, you absolutely have an excuse to get out of it. Yeah, you are the primary caretaker for kids under the age mm-hmm. limit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you can absolutely get out of it. You should probably still go Respond. and say like, hey, I. I I think you can like even like send in like go online and just say I have kids under yeah. this age. Well, here's the thing is that I would like to go. I think it's important. Oh no, not at all. So um, I've been called multiple times and I've never been selected. Uh-huh. And then I got called this this next time, and so I show up at like eight o'clock in the morning. And this was kind of towards the end of like the busy season. I talked for about two months on the show that like life was just crazy. And now it's starting to slow down the holidays, but like it was to the point where it's like, I just got my head above water. And then they're like, Hey, you need to come for jury duty. I show up and they say, this isn't a regular jury duty. This is a grand jury where you're going to look at all. Let's see if I can get this right. I I, I don't care if I'm correct on like how the state works, all the stuff, like church stuff I care about. This is essentially like all of the, you're going to look through all of the cases that the state has where it's like state versus so-and-so or so-and-so versus the state. Um, and you meet once a month for six months. Whoa. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do yeah. that. And Well, it's really easy to say things to get out of it. Right. I mean, like, so um, one of the questions that was asked first, so he, this guy was so silly. I was there for two hours. And he's explaining what jury duty is. He's explaining what the grand jury duty uh, grand jury is. He goes through a lot of the like questionnaire things of like, hey, if you're this, like if you're a mom of little kids and you're the or, or the primary caregiver of little kids, you can go. Or if you're mm-hmm. this or this or this, you can go. Um, but he had he had first said, here are all the dates for it. And I looked through all the dates, and it's like it's not necessarily days that I couldn't go. But it's that's it's six Thursdays, it's six work days, and I'm the only person that works here. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like yeah. so. Um, he goes through all this stuff, and then finally he goes, well, I guess we should go through the dates, right? And then people start, everybody here starts raising their hands. Like, oh, I'm, like, one guy's like, I'm literally moving to Virginia yeah. in, like, a month. Like, okay, you can go. You he can sat go. there for two hours for no reason. <laughs> he could have just said that. Um, and then another person's like, I have this, or I have this, or I travel for work, and all this stuff. So one guy, the, literally the guy before me, it made me raise my hand, because I didn't think I could get out of it, because I'm not traveling on those days. But he was like... I travel for work on Thursdays. It's it's and once and and the, and the guy that was like running everything was like, well, like what would happen if you miss those days? Yeah. He's like, well, I get bonuses for sales, and I would miss those bonuses. Yeah. And the guy was like, okay, you can go. Okay. So I instantly raised my hand. Yeah. And I say, um, I'm. Uh, he's like, what's your excuse or whatever? Yeah. And I say, I am the only person yeah. that works at my organization. I, yeah. And like, I I can't afford to miss six yes. days of work over the next six months. And he's like, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I, I run a, a Catholic nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, like, uh, well, that's great. We need more of that. So he was very nice about it. Okay. But he also said, like, you can go, uh, which is great. Yes. I feel like there's a butt coming. No. Well, I, I, <laughs> here's my, my moral dilemma. <laughs> you said you would like to go. Uh, Caitlin Fachisa, one of, one, of one of my friends, she says that she would love to go, but she also has kids that she's responsible for. So- they wouldn't like she wouldn't be a part of it. Yeah. And you said it earlier. I, f- I forget what you said, but you're like, oh, it's very important to go. Yeah. I couldn't care any less about how the government works. And so I don't want to be there. But at the same time, everybody knows that if you say I'm a practicing Catholic, I'm a practicing Christian, I'm a practicing Muslim, like whatever. Mm-hmm. If you say those things, they will uh, let you go, which terrifies me for our government. Because 
most of the time, not all the time, but that group of people per capita has more moral upstanding groups of uh, people. Right. Like people who are actually involved right. in their faith right. are, tend to be pretty moral upstanding. Sure. Have You're a good... answering to something other than just your right. impulses. Or... And those people are the ones that are told to leave yeah. or that they can leave or can get out of it. Yeah. So I, here, I, I, it's this moral dilemma that I have of like, I have this in my back pocket. I'm a practicing Catholic that totally believes what the church teaches. And that instantly gets me out of anything to do with the government and deciding things on morals. But there's going to be one side that's going to go, and you can go. Right. So I love it, but it also terrifies me. Yeah. there. I really, I've wanted the experience. Seth was a part of um, a really thick case where he was very um, influential with the jury, you know, just as a leader and somebody that thinks good thoughts. And it, it ended up being really um, important. So I, because of his experience, I've wanted to experience that myself. I, I like experiencing everything life has to offer. So it's just never been a good time. But when is it? I mean, it's probably always inconvenient. Yeah. Uh, so if you ever, if we ever have a recording of yours scheduled at 930 mm -hmm. and you text me at 845 that mm -hmm. you're going to serve on a jury, you better call me. <laughs> All caps, exclamation marks, anti-talent, underlined bold. So, but uh, we talked about I'm your back. expressive, Taylor. <sighs> we talk, I think the, 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 um, what shocks me about how difficult we communicate through text is how well we communicate not through text. I know. Well, see, I didn't even really know there was a problem. So Here, it's now. Here's the problem. Here's what I will take. In real time. Here's what I will take ownership for. Um, one problem that I know that I have when I have problems with human beings Mm -hmm. is um, I hold it all in. Mm -hmm. And I hold it on. Oh, you know, Allison was hard to understand today through text message. I blow it off. Mm -hmm. Happens again three months later. Well, you know, it's been three months. I don't want to bring it up. It was three months ago. I'm not going to bring it up. And it happens, you know, six months later. It's just starting to become a pattern. But I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to be the awkward. And then it happens six months later. And I'm like, ah, what are okay. you doing to me? I was so interested to see if you were going to rage or disappear. Oh, yeah. That's my problem. Well, no, I, I am more likely to be like, and I'm out. I don't want to share my rage with bad? you, so I disappear. Yeah. That's how I, sh like, that's, I was getting frustrated, so I disappeared last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, but all under, like, this, you know, banner of nobility, because you're being so helpful. Oh, I'm I'm a great human being and should be selected for every jury duty, but I will get out of it. <laughs> it's an interesting reframe you got there, Taylor. You know this is how I am. <laughs> you posted something today, and I'm wondering if it has anything to do with me. You no, post it did you posted not. an hour. I honestly did not. Do you follow him, by the way? Do you follow Adam Grant? Adam Grant, everyone. No, I don't. You should. I he think. is just a well. It, that had nothing to do with you. Right? I absolutely. It, the timing made me think I, that it was. Hundred percent. I was promise. wondering if you were going to I'm apologize or if you expected me to. No, me, none of the above. <laughs> none of the above. None of the above. He, I'm telling he, Jesus right now that had nothing. To do he with said you. refusing to apologize is not a sign of strength. It's a sign of narcissism, which we've talked multiple times about narcissism. Um, I'm sorry if isn't an apology. It's an expression of doubt that you did something wrong. A sincere apology involves taking responsibility for your actions. I'm sorry for. So, uh, but I have stated multiple times that Jesus never apologized, so I won't either. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you stand by that. And you said that, you're, that you apologized somewhere in this text message earlier, and none of us saw it. So neither <laughs> of us are good at this. <laughs> so we're just going to move on with our lives and pretend like nothing ever happened. And just be best friends forever. Sounds good. 
Okay. Well, we'll be right back. <laughs> see y'all. We're not done. <laughs> we'll see you in three minutes. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> My friends, it's the holidays, and people are thinking about their significant others and love. And if you are lacking one of those significant others, boy, do we have something for you. We're back with our Catholic Match ads. You guys need to check out Catholic Match. Do it now, because online dating is the new norm. Online dating is now equal, or in some cases, a more prominent way that couples of all ages and backgrounds are now meeting. Uh, the good thing about Catholic Match is that you know that everybody there is a Catholic. Just like if you went to Farmers Only, it'd be Farmers, but well, that's not what we're interested in. We're interested in Catholicism here on the show. Um, so start a relationship knowing that you already share the same faith. I've shared with y'all a few times that I have, like, I know friends that met on Catholic Match and are now married and have wonderful little babies. So if that is a, a trajectory that you would like to be on, head on over to download Catholic Match or ForteCatholic.com slash Catholic Match. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. Allison. Hi. How are you? So good. Good? Yeah. Are we friends still? Yeah. Okay, good. I have one friend. I've got to work on the other three. <laughs> <laughs> so. This time. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, we're doing this thing in our parish. I think I've mentioned it on the show before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've talked to you about it. I don't think so. Because um, you, I don't know what you're about you to tend say. to do I all of your own things. Show prep. Um, I could do shipwreck with you. I can't with Liv because then she just steals all my points. Um, <laughs> she takes well done, well played, Liv. She takes my prep and says, "Oh, Taylor, I had this idea the other day. No, you didn't. I did an hour before we started recording. I, I doubt that, but okay. Oh no, it's one hundred percent why I don't do shipwreck with you anymore. We just we're, she's the opposite of you. You want to know everything we're gonna say with her? I just hit record and she's along for the ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that's good. We did- I like both approaches, honestly. I think no, you both- don't. Yeah, don't I you do. dare. I'm don't you dare. You. They both work well for you. It's nice that you have an Allison. It's nice that you have a Liv. You have a very well-rounded show that is not a joke, a chubby I'm, joke. I'm well-rounded. <laughs> Even 25 pounds more so than March 2020. <laughs> so uh, we've been doing this thing at our parish that's like Essentially, instead of going to like Ari, like so, like our yes. kids, uh-huh. uh, we're meeting together as family. So mm-hmm. there's uh, our family, this family that we have known that she went to college with me. We've known each other for over, over a decade, yeah. And then this other family that's newer to the parish, and but we're all we've all clicked. We've all kind of made. We started the uh, beginning of the fall, and we meet. Periodically, we just kind of rotate through houses, meet every few weeks or whatever, and then once a month, we all those families involved in that show up to this Tuesday night thing right. where typically the priest, our pastor comes and, and, and speaks. Uh, the kids are in uh, like daycare or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the parents, they're like father talks for like 45 minutes. And then for 45 minutes, we have like these questions that we go through. And because of the group that we're in, like we get pretty in depth yeah. in like theological stuff uh, to the point where like father came and sat at our table this time. And he was like, what have I got myself into? Because one, we're very silly. Yeah. It's it's that thing where like I was just explaining this to my wife the other day. I was like, I feel like this group because she, her, and I were very different growing up. Yeah. She was very quiet and a good child, and I was the troublemaker. But a lot of times, I was the troublemaker because what was going on did not intrigue me because I had a hundred in every class. Like it was it, a little boring. It, yeah, it was a little boring. And some of the stuff at, at these classes are pretty remedial for us, but like sure, we're sure, not sure. the target audience, course, right? We yeah. I have a yeah. <laughs> degrees of You're these things. Well formed. Um, yeah. So we tend to cut up because yeah. 
that's what happens. <laughs> All six of us kind of sit well, there snickering. And you're already friends. Right. So it's not like you're getting to know anyone. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's just really funny that Father joined us for this. But there were uh, some very interesting lines and points that I wanted to talk about okay. here. Um, last week, we celebrated the, um, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody had to go to Mass. If you didn't, you know, enjoy hell. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were talking about the Immaculate Conception and... And then it kind of led in. It was like it was like our last meeting of the year. So it was like Advent and Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. So even though this was last week, we're still going to talk about it because it's still Christmassy. So um, a couple of things that I hadn't noticed, and and, and um, our our priests said these things. One of which was um, a lot of them were comparisons between Adam and uh, sorry, not Adam and Eve, Eve and Mary and yeah. Adam and Jesus sure. that I had never thought about before. Right. Like we've heard forever, like oh yeah, Mary and Jesus are the new Adam the and the new, new Eve uh-huh. and the new Eve, but like. These specific ones I had never seen before. Okay. So in the fall, uh, not like the season, the fall of man, (laughs) you know, um, a bad angel goes to a woman who brings that information to a man, which leads to original sin, right? Mm -hmm. The serpent goes to talk, the serpent, bad angel, fallen angel, Satan goes to the woman first, brings that information. She brings that information to Adam. Mm -hmm. They both eat the fruit, Mm -hmm. original sin. In like the story of salvation with Jesus, a good angel, the opposite, goes to the woman first, who brings that information to a man, Joseph. Mm-hmm. But it's very opposite. Like one leads to the, to the destruction of man, and one mm-hmm. leads to the salvation of man. Right. Yeah, wow. And I thought it was. I thought it was just really interesting. What do you think? I, well, I can't help but the first thing that I'm struck with is that women are the knowers. Like, we just tend to know things first. And I think that I see that everywhere. Like, I think a lot of times, you know, just being in ministry, women will will come to you a lot with a sense. Like, I have a sense that this thing is happening, or I have a sense that this thing is going wrong. A lot of times it's with moms and children, and I just feel like, and there, I, I always want to honor that because I think that there's a lot of intuition and, and a, a general sense of knowing that happens with women. And I don't know, like even this might sound, I don't, this, mm, uh, trying to think if I want to say this or not, but like I knew before my husband did that we were going to get married. Like I, and I think that that wishful thinking on your part. (laughs) I think that that might be the case in a lot of relationships that I know. It's like the women just kind of seems to know first. Yeah. Especially when, Everyone is younger just because women mature faster, yeah. right? So, like, you, you tend to be more mature than guys. It probably doesn't even out until, like, 30s or 40s, mm-hmm. you know? Um, <laughs> my mom used to say that. If I was ever upset about a guy when I was young, my mom was just very in my life. <laughs> and she would cry with me and go, oh, honey, they're not even nice until they're 35. <laughs> well, I'm 32, <laughs> so still got a little bit of time to see, wait for me. see. I know. As I was as I was saying it, I thought about our last segment because I'm 11 years younger than you, but in maturity, it's like 20. Oh, so. yeah. Right, Liv, we just got to hang in there for three more years. Yeah, exactly. Good luck. Um, one thing that was funny that happened at the table. So I'm going to keep talking about this Christmas okay, stuff, yes, and then yes, as, yes. as this was happening, because it was just very funny. As this was happening, one of the ladies in in our group had brought multiple things to share at the table. Very generous. Banana bread and like like the little oranges. Clementines. I thought you meant wisdom, but even better. No, no, Banana no, no, no. Bread. Yes, <laughs> she brought 
she had eaten multiple oranges and like had the peels in front of her uh-huh. as we were talking about this. Uh-huh. She had offered me an orange earlier in the day and I had said no. <laughs> a woman offered me a fruit. Oh! I said no. <laughs> and then we had this whole conversation about it of like, I, I, once again, la- I think it was last week or two weeks ago, we compared oh, yeah. me to Jesus at the wedding of Cana because oh, I made alcohol yeah. beer at a wedding. Yeah, you're making like, lots of friends. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not Adam. A woman offered me a fruit and I said, no, I'm the new Adam. <laughs> oh my gosh, Taylor. Again, Liv, where's the lightning? Yeah, it's exactly, coming, exactly. except I'm right next to him. Um, okay, next point. That's hilarious. Thank you for connecting those dots for me. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I looked at I was like, I was like, do I need to explain it again? Yeah, like, no, apparently. Woman, fruit, ma'am, <laughs> ring any bells? Here I am, the knower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you knew that before me. You were just playing it off. Good job. Uh, so Mary at the Annunciation is how people without sin interact with God. I found that fascinating. Mm. I think that was just a thought I had while this was happening. Mm. I don't think it was sin. Mm-hmm. You might need to connect uh-huh. that dot for me too. So we all have original sin. We have all had our, our own sins. So like those sin clouds us from being able to understand God, to know God, to have a relationship with God. Not fully, but you know, it, it, it can get cloudy. Um, so... Mary, conceived without sin, is interacting with God as, you know, whatever, 12, 13, 14, however old she was, interacting with God or this angel, this representative of God. Her whole interaction is how people is, 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 who are without sin interact with God. Hmm. Um, so narrowing down a little bit more, uh, one thing that I found Interesting that I had never seen before in the story. I've heard this story at least once a year because this sure. is a, whole, a holy day of obligation, probably multiple times a year, where I never noticed that whenever the angel comes and says, Hail, full of grace, hail, favored one, it says that she pondered this greeting, hmm. not that she pondered yeah. why he was there or whatever, yeah. that she pondered the type of greeting mm-hmm. because that's the only time that an angel, angels appear multiple times throughout the scripture. It's the only time that somebody says, hail favored one. Mm. Every other time that they show up, they're just like, hey, don't be afraid because we're terrifying looking and everybody's screaming, right? Um, But she would, she would have known those stories Mm. from from the Old Testament, the only testament at the time, right? Uh, She would have known those things and known that this greeting is interesting. Yeah. Not just she he hasn't said, "Hey, you're going to have a baby without having sex yet." Like right. that's not the just crazy how part she's yet. Been approached. But just just the greeting was new. Um she said yes cuz like everybody debates every year. And we're not going to get into the whole debate, but like the everybody debates every Christmas time. Uh, the whole Mary did you know thing. And a lot of Catholics have a problem with it. I do not. I've said this multiple times. We're not going to get into it. Whatever. Like, yes, she knew. Yes, she knew is whatever I said. It's like, no, she didn't know everything. She knew something. She had some kind of historical context for this greeting is interesting and a a context of knowing who God is, knowing about God, knowing who God is. So she knew that she she had free will. She could say yes to, hey, you're going to behold a son. His name is going to be Jesus and he's going to save his people. She said yes to that. But it still says, after the angel leaves, she still pondered these things in her heart. Mm-hmm. She's still not fully sure what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So even though she doesn't have sin, she has knowledge of God and knows who he is. And But she hears his greeting, and you're like, you know, hey, you're going to have a baby, and, and it's with not your husband, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, she's like, oh, uh, okay. Like, I trust the messenger, but I'm not quite sure what's happening yet. 
And she pondered these things in her heart to where she said yes to something because she trusted the messenger. She had enough in- information to say yes to it. But that doesn't mean she fully understood everything. Like the song is like, did you know that he was going to walk on water? No, she didn't know he was going to walk right. on water. Like, right. like that was 30 years from now, you know? Yeah. But like, that's what faith is. Yeah. Faith is, is, is evidence of the things un- unseen. Yeah. If you say yes to faith, it's because you have enough information, you know the messenger enough to say yes, even if you still have questions. Yeah. Like, how is this going to happen? How are we going to pay for this baby? How, how am I going to explain to Joseph? How am I going to explain to the community? That sort of thing. Yeah. So you started off You started off the sentence with, say it again. You're just the, the bullet point. Sure. Uh, Mary at the Annunciation is how people without sin without interact sin. with God. Okay, so you hear that and you're like, oh, man, what does that mean for me? Right. You know, I'm sinful. But then... You, you take the same concept of this doesn't make any sense, but okay. And you can mimic that as a sinful person. Exactly. So the example. Peter is told, hey, go get out in your boat and go throw the net over on this side this time. And he's like, hmm, I just spent all night doing that <laughs> for nothing. But since you're a wise teacher and there's so many people here to listen to you, fine. I'll do that. It doesn't make any sense, but okay. And so there's something about watching him do that. that so wa- so watching her yes, watching his yes, it just, it fuels my yes to be like, this isn't just for, this is for everyone. This yes is, is for everyone. And as I was thinking about, um, there's this quote, I think it's Brennan Manning, and he says, um, well, I just have to paraphrase it, but he's talking about how a leap of faith is like jumping for a trapeze and you might be standing on a platform and you might see a net beneath you. And that's lovely. That's good. You should still jump. But in a way, there's a little bit of a bogus trust there because you know that there is a safety net. True faith, and the Lord loves true faith, is jumping without a net and knowing that it will appear. And knowing this is all going to be okay simply because you asked me to do it. And so there's no place God can't go. Like, okay, I'm going to jump out for this trapeze and it doesn't make any sense, but because you said so. And so just getting down to those brass tacks of because you said so. And I know you're good and I know that you love me. So because you said so, yes. I have done something called a leap of faith. Where you're standing on a platform that's like 30 feet high. Mm-hmm. You're trying to grab oh, this trapeze. Oh, like, like physically you've done this. I physically not, done not this. Not metaphorically. No, no, no. Physically no I've done this. And I was laughing because there is a third option. You said if there's a net below you. No. Or trusting that a net will appear. The third option is, it wasn't a net, but that I can 100% that I, I can see. I am tied to this rope. Uh-huh. This rope is tri- tied to this you know, wire I'm up tethered. here. And that's tethered to another person who is down there who's smaller than me. So if you have any idea of how science works, if I don't catch this trapeze thing, yeah. I'm going to hit the ground and the person holding me up, quote unquote, yeah. is going to go shooting into the air. Okay. <laughs> I've got it pictured. Yep. So that was my <laughs> leap of too. faith. <laughs> where it's like, there's a counterweight over there that will yeah. slow my fall? Yeah. It's not going to stop it. <laughs> and you did it anyway. I did it anyway. Caught the trapeze. No one died. Nice. If I didn't catch that trapeze. Yeah. Whew. So I've told this story several times about jumping out of an airplane, that they make you do it tethered to someone who knows what's going on. Hallelujah. And 
he decides when it's time to go and you just fall. But like I'm in the video checking the cables or the D ring, whatever, over and over and over. I'm like, I am not doing this unless everything is completely secure. I'm not getting on that plane. No. <laughs> That's my faith. <laughs> yeah, well, fair. All right. Uh, next point. Um, you'll like this one. You you did see my show notes and we have very different thoughts. Um, Adam and Eve caused original sin. Yeah. Got all of their punishments. We've all heard this, right? Well, you know, there's there's all these different theology stuff about what, like, where were the people in the Old Testament that were good, upstanding people, had their mistakes, but didn't deserve hell. They couldn't go to heaven yet because Jesus hadn't died and risen yet. So a lot of times they say that, they, like, it's Abraham's bosom is what a lot of people say. Like, Abraham just kind of had them. They were in this place, like, off to the side or whatever, right? Um and Jesus went down and and got him whenever he rose. Um, and I was thinking about Adam and Eve and how awkward it would be for like when they get to heaven. Like Adam and Eve are so happy. They're like, like they know they messed up. Like they messed it up for everybody. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, can you glare at people in heaven? No. I can just imagine that everybody in heaven's like, oh, yeah, there's that Adam and Eve that screwed it up. Like our lives would have been so much better if it wasn't for those two. And I'm such a care bear. That I read your show note that said Adam and Eve's reunion in heaven. And I went, oh, I've never thought of that before. How beautiful. <laughs> With full healing and full peace and full knowledge and full forgiveness and full everything. They would just embrace. And then I saw the rest of your show note, which was which all it said was awkward. Super awkward. <laughs> So um, if people can glare at Adam and Eve, I will be glaring at you. No, I I, I want to hug Eve. I love Eve. I'm a daughter of Eve. I, I didn't eat the fruit. <laughs> um, this was also funny. This I'm not sure how well this will come across oh, no. um, oh, on the podcast. If you have a, reservation, we should it was a abort mission. It was a, a visual. Uh, no abortions allowed on this Catholic oh, show. Gosh. So... Um, we were look we're doing this thing where it's it's like a lot of people pray with like images, mm-hmm. like a picture or a painting or something, and they can sit and kind of ponder it. Sure. Like me and being a leader at this table of six people, oh, the troublemaker, uh-huh. just can't do it. I just can't do it. You I'm overanalyzing everything. No. No. I'm just like, what? Like it was this it was this Renaissance painting of this moment. Okay. Of the Annunciation. So there's an angel and there's Mary and these there's these lights coming from the angel and like a light going to like Mary's belly and there's this Holy Spirit and like Adam and Eve are outside and, you know, barely clothed, so, like waiting and whatever, whatever, right? So it's, everybody's like, oh, it's this beautiful image. And we're just picking it apart. Mm. We're like, what is that? What's he wearing? They're like, what is what is what does it say? Um, um, why is the angel brighter than Mary? <laughs> like all these things. Well, the funniest moment happened where... Uh, you can the Holy Spirit is very prominent. Like the Holy Spirit is kind of on this this light beam that is going from like the heavens to Mary. Like the Holy Spirit came over Mary and she became pregnant. There's another little bird that we find about halfway through this experiment that's over there. Yeah. And somebody at this ta- at, at my table, the woman who offered me the oranges, uh, she said, "What what is that other bird? Like yeah. what is that symbol? Which is like I can't do it." Like, clearly that dove over there symbolizes the Holy Spirit. You can't add another bird and just think we're going to not think about it. Right. So I mean, I, it's obviously there very intentionally. <laughs> right. Um, so there's this other smaller bird, and she's like, asks who's that? And I'm like, oh, that must be his sidekick. Like, Batman has a sidekick. And then I said, Robin, without realizing that a bird 
can be a Robin. So the Holy Spirit now has a sidekick, and I will never, every time I see like the Holy Spirit as a bird, I will think of Robin and laugh because Batman's sidekick was Robin, oh. and now the Holy Spirit has a little bird whose name is now Robin for me. That <laughs> is, so did you share this with Father when he came to your table? Uh-huh. To, uh, uh-huh. I think he, uh, last week, I, um, I, I don't think I've told you this. On last week's show, I announced that I am now a member of the pastoral council of our parish. What? I think he regrets it after sitting Congrats. with our table. For certain. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Um, last last one. Last one. A little more serious than the Robin thing. I just ruined that for everybody. Did it have a blue belly or blue eggs <laughs> and a red belly? I mean, I sh- should. It could be revamped. Give me some matte pencils. Can I move on? <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> okay. Contrasting Eve and Mary. I'm just reading my notes at this point. What? Even? Uh, oh, Eve and. Eve and we've, Mary. We've had this discussion. Yeah. We're not going to say <laughs> about what because it's making fun of another Catholic organization. Um, Eve doubted the word of God. So Eve, the, like literally God said, like physically to them. <laughs> he was walking in the garden. He's like, hey, you know, don't eat any. Eat all the fruit. Name the animals. Have fun. Don't eat from this fruit, right? Like he literally told him that. Um, and then the serpent came and she doubted the word of God mm-hmm. when the serpent was like, did he really say that? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I've already talked about this. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess we're done. <laughs> but I think I think the serpent's real victory there was, which we're going to talk about later, n- not today necessarily but is nuance right because it was just this little like did god really say that Hmm. and i think i've added the little "Hmm." but i think it's appropriate (laughs) i think the serpent went "Hmm." because and with just one little question mark like sounded question mark it made eve go wait is god holding out on me i need to take care of myself right I mean, that was the real damage that was done. With all the subtlety in the world, he made her ask the question, is God taking care of me? I mean, what a victory. What a jerk. What a jerk. All right. Well, that wraps up our conversation. We will be right back. We're going to be talking about um, finding balance and if that's even possible. I like it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. There is less than two weeks left in Advent. Are you ready for Christmas? Have you prepared? If the answer is yes, keep doing a good job. If the answer is no, then you definitely need this Advent series from Ave Explores. And even if you've been doing great, knock it out of the ballpark with the last few episodes of this Advent series um, because, you know, it's one of my favorite shows. I've told you about it before. Katie Prager, I'm a Grady host. Her guests this Advent are all reflecting on Father John Burns' um, Adore book, a guided Advent journal from prayer and meditation. Uh, Sarah Swafford, Heather Kim, Sister Miriam James Hydland, and Father Burns to close out the series. Guys, go listen to it now. Have a great rest of your Advent by following along with the Ave Explores podcast. Download wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is still Allison Sullivan. Um, I would like to talk today about something that I heard from uh, Jen Fulweiler okay. on her podcast called This Is Jen. Okay. Uh, you know who she is. You, have, you I done, do. have you done stuff with her? 
Um, was she we at like were, a genius conference with you? She was at a genius conference, and but I don't even think we crossed paths like one time. Gotcha. Unfortunately, we've met a few times. I used to go on her show yes, back when I she remember. was on SiriusXM, so and then yeah. we met like we we've met a couple times at like um, seat conferences and that sort of thing. Yes, love um, watching her journey. Yes, yeah, atheist convert to to Catholic, and now she has you know now she's the prototype Catholic family after being an atheist for a long time. She's she's great, and I feel like you know we we talked about like uh, filters earlier. Like I think like working for SiriusXM. Like, I would listen to her show, and it was like, it was like, okay. Yeah. But like, now that she doesn't work for serious, I love her yeah, podcast. Like, right, it's right, like, right. it's one cool. of those things where it's like. I haven't, I haven't listened. I will. It's very good. So like, and it's, it is, a, a lot of it is very, like, there's some similarities with your podcast where it's like primarily geared towards women, mm-hmm. but I listen to it and get a lot out mm-hmm. of it as mm-hmm. well. So she was talking um, the other day uh, about finding balance and, and and that sort of thing and like mm-hmm. you were you were you know you you've had a crazy couple of weeks like i'm starting to slow down but i had a crazy couple of months and now i'm looking at that yeah. busy time like with hindsight right, right and i'm right. like whew, like i don't want to get into that again right yeah and we talked before about how balance is an illusion right where it's like you know, oh i need all the things you need you need to take care of it's like oh i need to take care of my body physically i need to take care of all my work i need to keep all of my clients happy i need to you know be a good husband be a good father um be involved in the school be involved in the church be involved like there's no way you can do all of that stuff well in a day there's no way you can do it all well in a week so you have to make choices right so i it's not that you can't have everything it's that you can't have everything at the same time right right and so this is what she was she was talking about she said um, finding balance in life is like a gymnast finding balance on a balance beam. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've all seen the Olympics and it's like, like those are the best people in the world, but I'm thinking like you've, you've had kids do gymnastics. I've seen kids do gymnastics where like, Oh, like those people can fall or they can wobble or those sorts of things. So, but even thinking about like the Olymp- the Olympians, right? Even the best people in the world, they'll do their like crazy double flip bat turd thing or whatever. Yeah. And they'll land and they'll kind of wobble. Right. Yeah. And like the perfect one is that they just stick it. Stick right. It. Yeah. But a lot of, like if you start leaning to the right, it's like you have to or, like leaning, leaning to the left. You have to lean back to the right, yeah. but not too much. Cause you have to like, you want to get centered, yeah. but not fall the other way. Right. Yeah. Um, so this comparison just really, really worked for me. It's like finding balance is constantly correcting and finding yeah. the middle. And I started thinking about it because, like, I came out of the busy time and, like, what had, like, working out had fallen off completely. Like, family was okay. Like, I still spent time with my family. But there were days that I worked till 8, and that's when my kids go to sleep. Where it's like, oh, I didn't even, like, really hang out with them today. Like, they came in and hugged them. Like, I was nice. They felt loved. But it's like I didn't spend, like, real time with them. Um, prayer life had had faltered like a, a lot of things just fell off because i was like so like i had fallen off <laughs> on on work stuff so like i think the day that i was li- the day i'm listening to this is after this past weekend that that we had it was a great weekend we had or i guess it was last weekend now that you're listening to this but we had first friday and i just had this like internal thing you, you talked about like women's intuition earlier mm-hmm. i had this internal thing where i was like i think i need to take the family out for dinner tonight hmm. on a friday night hmm. and i texted my wife like hey you don't need to make dinner tonight. When the kids get home, let's let's just go out. And she was like, I was literally just thinking about going to so-and-so restaurant in Dunton Bryan. I'm like, that's literally the place that I had in my oh, mind. Like I it was just really that. cool. Yeah, I love um, what I didn't realize was that it was first Friday, which is a big oh, thing in downtown yeah. Bryan. And like typically it's not something I like to go to. I, I no, thought I don't like, I, crowds. I don't like yeah. crowds. I'd rather just go somewhere yeah. quiet or whatever. Yeah. But this was the December first Friday. Like the holiday first Friday. Yeah. 
So we were like, oh, this will be cool. This will be cute. The whole yeah. the whole downtown will be lit up. Uh, lit up and all these things. We didn't know what was going on, but there, there was people singing Christmas carols. There was a Christmas play at this church Aww. downtown. Like it was just Christmas stuff yeah. everywhere. And it was really cool. So like here I am coming out of this time where I didn't get to spend like a, a bunch of Friday, we went to first Friday. It was great. The next day, um, my, I was sleeping, but my wife took the kids to like donuts with Santa. And then she took our middle child to see the Nutcracker play at, at, at A&M. Mm-hmm. I took the other two kids to a, a playoff, or not playoff, a tournament championship basketball game down yeah. the road. And then we all went and played bingo at the church that night. It's like the you know family bingo or whatever. Like it was just, we spent the whole, yeah. the whole weekend like yeah. actually together. Not like in the same house, all doing our own things, like actually together. And it was kind of finding this balance again, yeah. right? You're making me think of, um, I ha- I've said this before, maybe I've written it, I don't know. But um, when it comes to like nurturing, that when done well, there's no greater feeling in the world than having nurtured well. Oh, yeah. And so it's kind of one of those things, like getting back to basics and like remembering your first loves, which in this case is obviously your family. But and, and when it comes to balance, I, I think there's some meme floating around right now that's like being an adult is just saying okay, once this week is over, then I can like take a deep breath over and over and over and over <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> every week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as a yoga instructor where balance is definitely something that we focus on, there's no more humbling aspect to my yoga practice than balance work because you can get more and more flexible. You know, it's like a rubber band. The more you do it, the better it gets. And uh, so I'm like a rubber like band this- that pops. <laughs> You pull it just a minute and it like disintegrates into dust. You should come to yoga with me, Taylor. Oh, but there's die. like the steady incline, you know, whereas balance is like you'll have a good day and a bad day and a good day and a bad day. And who knows all the variables that go into it. But there are so many people that when we work on balance who insist on perfection, it's like they won't even try anything because they're so afraid to lose their balance. And so they'll only do things if they're able to hold on to something. And it's like sometimes we find our ba- we have to lose our balance in order to find it. Like it's important. Losing our balance is important. Not to mention that in that wobble you talked about with a gymnast, it's like in that wobble, you are using and stabilizing so many muscles that you wouldn't be using or stabilizing if you right. weren't, if you weren't. And so it just makes us stronger. And there's really, I love Jen Fowler's point. I think this was her point is that there's really kind of no such thing anyway. Right. You know, and even if it's the, if it's perfect and you're perfectly balanced all the time, it's probably really boring. Right. It's probably a really safe routine, right? right? Yeah. Like you're not doing anything worth looking at. You just like, walk back and forth. Totally. On the- <laughs> Congratulations. You nailed it. Difficult for me, but not very <laughs> Impressive. And no one cares. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the people trying to score are like, do we have negative numbers? <laughs> they just like hold up their arm with the number. Minus seven. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's funny. I was apologizing to my daughter over something recently and um, something similar, just about being stretched a little too thin. And, and I was we were riding in the car and I said, oh, baby, you just you just deserve a perfect mom. Unfortunately, none of us got one. None right. of us got a perfect mom, but you sure do deserve one. And she looked me dead in the face. This is my youngest too, and my youngest daughter. And she looked me dead in the face and she goes, oh, mom, that's okay. Perfect moms are boring moms. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. She's get, she gets it. Yes. <laughs> or I've told this to her before. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or, 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 it is possible. Yeah. yeah. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. So I, I think that image was just really helpful for me. Yeah. To, to like not like, because a lot of times when we feel out of balance, we start beating ourselves up. That's right. Um, and a lot like of forgiveness in the imperfection. Right. And like for me, when I start beating myself up, it's like, oh, what do I go to? Video games, sin, uh, mm-hmm. 
being a slob and not going to work out. Like those, are, like yeah. so, it literally makes me it's more snowballs. unbalanced, right? Totally. Um, like that, that guilt and that shame, that sort of thing. But if it's just like, oh, like I have found it a lot more, like as my schedule is opening up, which isn't a luxury that we, we all have all the time. Like I, I very much know that from this past fall, but it's like okay. I'm finally in a like a season in a place where it's like okay I, I can I can put work a little aside and kind of start to overcorrect and be like okay I'm gonna work more on family yeah. and working out and being mm-hmm. more active and mm-hmm. uh, spending more time with with them and uh, investing more in in friends and like all the things that I didn't have time for yeah. when I was working so much so it's like I th- I think just realizing that overcorrecting it's like oh yeah I felt like I'm wobbly yeah right but. I can start to stabilize and I know knowing that I'm going to wobble again or something else is going to, somebody's going to throw a rack at me that says like more work on it or something like, you know, imagine being on a balance beam and people are throwing stuff at you. It's like, yeah. that's what it like life feels like. Right. It's like, Oh, I have to balance or like you fall off, you get back on that sort of thing. So. I think it's also about taking a deep breath when everything is kind of just right. Like in the moments where you're like, you're taking a deep breath being downtown and watching and hearing the music and seeing the play and whatever. And just like noticing this is a time to be grateful for. Right. And that's why you're grateful is because it's not always like this. Right. You know, yeah. like, that's okay. that's okay. I'm happy. Where'd this come from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show for the day. Miss Allison Taylor. Linnae. This is a good one. You're I liked grateful. this segment in particular. <laughs> the further we got from the first segment, the happier you got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show for the day. I will be back next week. Enjoy your final week of Advent coming soon. I'll see you next week. Loving using the new USCCB approved OCP Breaking Bread 2022 e-missile app. Taylor, are you in the future already, you ask? Yes, yes I am. Because this is the 2022 liturgical year already. Because that started in an Advent, and I've been using this at every Mass that I've gone to. Uh, just open up the app and instantly have all the readings, all the prayers for Mass. It even has songs, all kinds of stuff. So the Breaking Bread 2022 e-missile app is only $4.99 and available for the entire liturgical year. If you have uh, someone that is cheap in your life and they uh, for a cheap Christmas present, ask them for something that's $4.99, e-missile app. Uh, if you're cheap, you can give it out as a gift. Download it for yourself. You can get it on Apple or Android. Android devices. Uh, visit ForteCatholic.com slash OCP or just uh, download it directly from your app store or Google Play. Do it. I'm loving the app. It helps you stay engaged in the mass. Go download it now!